When looking for a source of comfort, many of us turn to our memories. Whether you're looking at photo albums, listening to songs, or digging through old yearbooks, there's something soothing about remembering the good old days, even on VHS. In this episode of the show, we'll deep dive into something you can only find on a home-recorded video. Prepare to get slimed. This is Wayback Attack. Wayback Attack. My name is Brian Grantham. Sitting across from me in cyberspace is Preston Burt. Preston, are you ready to get slimed? Uh, I it, it has been a dream of mine since I was a young child watching Nickelodeon to be slimed at one point. I have not yet. I don't know if it's going to happen this episode or not, but I'm down. Down to clown. Well, you, you know, um there used to be a way for that to happen easily. And that was if you went to uh, universal studios, you could go to Nickelodeon studios there and uh, get slimed uh, while you were at an amusement park. Wouldn't that be horrible? Uh, you know, I never got to go to the studios and see any of the recorded shows. I would have loved to have witnessed double dare in person. Uh, much less played on it. That would have been great. Like do the the whole physical challenge stuff and the mm -hmm. the obstacle course at the end. That was like nirvana. Yeah. But never got to do that. Never got to see it. I think I walked by the. I think they were constructing it when I went because the first time I went to Universal Studios. Well, the first and only time I went to Universal Studios was when they had just opened, okay. and it was like not all the rides were open. I don't think Back to the Future was open yet. Uh -huh. And they were, I think they were still building that structure. How about you? So I've, I've been to Universal Studios a bunch of times and I went on the, they, you could tour Nickelodeon Studios and while you're touring Nickelodeon Studios, you do get to, um, feel the slime. And I think that they choose like one person on the tour to actually get slimed. Uh, but, um, I never did it. I would like, when I was a kid, I was one of those kids that liked to to ride the water rides and get soaking wet and and stuff oh, like yeah. that, and then be all mad for the rest of the day because I had um, <laughs> wet shoes. And so, uh, but I don't know, like just the I, I, that just never seemed appealing to me. Oh really? Yeah. Was it because like, it looked like it was made from cottage cheese or what? I don't I don't know what it is. You know, because like I loved when I was a kid, I loved Nickelodeon and like you can't do that on television and you know just the whole. I don't. I don't know if I ever thought it was hilarious that people got slimed, uh, but um, I just never had like a desire for that to happen. Like I'm not know. so worried about it getting in my mouth as uh -huh. I am worried about getting it in my eyes. Like every time someone gets like a pie to the face or whatever, I'm like, I bet that stings in your eyes. You know, right. like if you just get a little bit and getting slimed, especially when they look up to the sky. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it seems pretty dangerous. But yeah. hey, more power to them. Yeah, I, I don't. I think. I don't think that I ever got to see, like, you know, when you go on the tour or whatever, a lot of times you get to watch a game show, but it's not, like, an actual one that's on TV. It's, like, something that they do for tour people. Uh, so, yeah. or at least it was back then, so. Well, so, uh, if you haven't yet read the title of this episode um, or can't tell from what we're talking about right now, this episode of the show is going to be pretty good. 
because it is going to be very, very unique and focused on Nickelodeon, a very specific point in time in Nickelodeon's history, and we got the scoop, the exclusive. So we'll get to that in just a minute. But Brian, how's how's the week been for you? Uh, so I have spent a good bit of time cleaning up my basement. I've got my pipe situations all taken care of, so that's no longer a problem. I'm still procrastinating on finishing putting my uh, Dracula back together, but I'm planning on getting that done tomorrow, probably. Um, and then, uh, uh, you know, tonight, or I guess today I spent a lot of time. I have, I have like, just all these Tupperware containers of... Um, video game systems and accessories and games that go with all these systems like stuff back from you know original like knockoff pong machines um i uh, think i have one that was like a sears one or something like that um where it's all like one solid piece with like sliders on each side that's how you control the paddles um you know uh, through like modern day stuff and uh, i have grandiose ideas for transitioning this studio into um, a different part of the basement once the basement gets finished. And lately I've been struggling with whether or not that seems like a actual possibility. Um, and so uh, in the meantime, I have ordered a bunch of stuff to wire the whole house with, uh, with cat six cables. Uh, that way uh, each outlet, like in the living room and bedrooms and stuff like that, have three ethernet ports so that you can just jack in for super good speeds for your internet. So, well, I, for one, like our tiny little studio that's in the basement of your house, and I don't think you should move it until we at least have a full episode <laughs> where we were both actually in the studio mm -hmm. um, so that people can see it. Um, we got to enjoy it, of course, when we were audio only, but, you know, the visual element's part of it, and we got some games you can't even see behind there. I There's know. a couple arcade games, and my whole side of the studio is just dark and sad and lonely, but uh, one day soon. Yeah. There's a bunch of uh, VHS tapes and um, uh, boxes for camera lenses and stuff like that over there right now. So it's a it's very appropriate that my half of the desk <laughs> is taken up by VHS tapes at this current moment, um, because that's pretty much all I've been doing for the past past week is diving through a a, um, a treasure trove of VHS tapes. So um, my my weekend was pretty much filled with just a VHS adventure because. You know, I've talked about it on the show before. I'm currently infatuated with them. I don't know. I, well, I have been for a while, of course. But um, the home recorded ones are the ones that have appealed to me lately. And I actually went so far as to put out advertisements on <laughs> different platforms like Craigslist and Facebook Marketplace. And so I got – it may surprise you to know that you don't actually get a whole lot of pings about this topic. It's it's not the uh, the most popular. But when they come, they come in waves. And mm -hmm. so I had a wave this weekend, and the first one was a honey hole. I had someone reach out to me and say that he had all he had 60 to 80 VHS tapes that he recorded off a of TV um, between the 80s and like the mid-2000s. And so I had to drive an hour, but it was worth it because I got to see um, – a mystery selection of VHS tapes plus some uh -huh. labeled ones. And it was like going on a, I don't know, a treasure hunt, like to see what is on each of these VHS tapes. And so I haven't even gone through them all yet, but I did go through and just at least fast forward through like the unlabeled ones. And the there's some great ones on there. There's episodes of Duckman from USA Networks. Yes, there's episodes of... 
right? The critic. <laughs> yes. From mm-hmm. uh, what was that? Comedy Central had yep. that one. Uh-huh. There are it stinks. some. <laughs> buy my book. Buy my book. Love that one. And uh, but the best of all was I found three or four tapes of multiple episodes of Gorgeous Ladies of Wrestling or oh. Glow. <laughs> and um, folks have maybe probably seen the Netflix show of the same name, but if you weren't a child of the 80s and you didn't experience the actual television show, um, it's something to behold. So hopefully I'll be able to share some more of that soon. But there's a little bit on my Twitter account, a little, a couple of clips here and there, and it's just like, uh, it's utopia. It's great. You said 70 uh, to 80 tapes? 60 to 80. I didn't actually count them. I wow. should have. but That's crazy. From one person? It, yeah. And what's crazy is I picked it up from this guy, and um, through half of his teeth, he said that he wishes he'd have known me earlier because he actually threw away three garbage bags full of tapes <laughs> before, when he moved to this house. Wow. So no telling what I'm missing. What's interesting to note is that this guy – was really a huge fan of that 70s show. A lot mm. of that 70s show tapes, so a lot of Married with Children tapes, and um, some Seinfeld. And then he was a connoisseur of the Fox TV shows that aired for like one season. So Grounded for Life, Greg the Bunny, That 80s Show. I got all of those, man, with yeah. commercials galore. I-, I was talking to my mom today because she did a like happy hour thing with um, with – some of her friends and I was like, Hey, we should do that too. And I was like, okay, cool. And so, uh, we were talking and she was like, man, I wish I knew you guys wanted these tapes because I just got rid of a bunch of tapes that were all just Ugh. TV from the late eighties, early nineties. Like and she said, all the commercials were there. Everything was there. Yeah. I was like, man, that sucks. Well, I was so stoked about that windfall that after I got back the day, uh, that I picked him up on Saturday, I got another Facebook message that someone had some tapes they wanted me to pick up. I picked them up. Not great, but hey, you can't look a gift horse in the mouse. They were like 10 tapes with mostly MASH episodes on there, but uh-huh. full commercials, so that's good. And then the next day, I got a Facebook message uh, for a Marketplace ad, and this lady says she has literally hundreds of tapes that her rec- husband recorded, and once she can get them all together, she's going to hit me up. So we'll see if that holds true. Who knows? Um, I'm having to now construct a giant bookcase, basically shelving system in my basement workshop so that I can store all of these because I have probably have close to a thousand now, not recorded from TV, but just all VHS tapes that I've gotten over the years. I'll have to show you something that I saw on the internet the other day. It's, it's basically like a drawer system. Um, but like the drawers have like a top to them basically. I don't remember how you got to the stuff inside. Maybe it like it was like a trunk and it opened up, but it was super tall, and so they you could treat the drawers as steps to get up to the higher drawers. It was really <laughs> wow. neat. I'll have to show you that, and that way you can store your tapes that way. That's cool. Well, before we get into the, today's content, I do want to say something else that happened this week is that we got in some Wayback Attack stickers. Uh, they're three and a half inches wide. They're a decent size. They have our logo on there. Here you go. They, here you go again. Wayback Attack, and um, I put it out on my Twitter and Wayback Attack's Twitter uh, and Facebook. What we're doing for these, this is something you can get for free. Um, all you have to do is 
write us write us a review, not just starring us, but write us a review on iTunes or your favorite um, podcasting platform, and then message us either through email or social media direct message, and, and show us that you did, and give us your address, and we'll send you. Uh, a sticker absolutely free, and plus some other fun stuff of my choosing. It'll all be retro-related, and it'll just be s something nice to get in the mail. But we appreciate all the support, and if you are a fan of the show, love if you could share it by grabbing a sticker and put it in somewhere cool. I understand that not all podcasting platforms uh, give you the option to be able to leave feedback. So if that is the case for your particular um, I picked the wrong one. If that's your case for your particular um, podcast platform of choice, if you could instead do us a favor and go to uh, YouTube and leave uh, a comment on there and then uh, hit subscribe on that, then that would also put you in uh, for, for that as well. And then on, on YouTube, we should still just like take a screen cap or whatever and, and let... Uh, us know that way also because uh, it'd probably be easier for us to keep track of it that way because maybe your YouTube name isn't the same as your other stuff. So, Yeah, well, and I'm glad you mentioned YouTube because um, this episode, while we hope it's very enjoyable for our regular podcast listeners, um, this episode might be one to actually get you to come over and check us out on YouTube because we're actually going to be doing a watch-along on the 1990 Nickelodeon's Kid Choice Awards direct from a recorder from TV VHS tape. Yes, it is something special, and we'd like to share that something special with you. Yeah. <laughs> the, let's, uh, uh, let's, let's go ahead and roll a little bit of promo leading up to the videotape. All right. Step half there, say. And as usual... Johnny Depp, ignored by the Emmys? Nothing makes any sense. Debbie Gibson, ignored by the Grammys? Now, you can finally have it your way. It's the fourth annual Kids' Choice Awards, hosted by Dave Coulier and Candace Cameron. You know the nominees. You know what's at stake. You know what to do. Watch the fourth annual Kids' Choice Awards, Monday at 7, 6 Central, only on Nickelodeon. The fourth annual Kids' Choice Awards is brought to you by Bubble Yum Bubblegum and Teddy Grahams from Nabisco. <laughs> Do you think that they didn't know about the third host when they did that promo? Maybe. That may be the case. Yeah, they only said uh, Dave Coulier and uh, Candace Cameron. Or maybe uh, they just knew that the third host didn't have quite the appeal or the allure as those two. I mean, because does it really get better than Dave Coulier? I don't know. I hey, don't think I, so. I love Dave Coulier. Cut It Out oh. was amazing. Or uh, not Cut It Out, but um, Out of Control. Uh, was amazing and What's I love that out of I, control huh what's out of control isn't that what the his TV show was called I you don't know you don't know about out of control oh man no, is we, that? we should have talked now I wish I had a tape he had a talk show <laughs> or it, it was it was like half talk show half um uh like just like comedy thing that he did um that was also on Nickelodeon he Diz you don't know Diz mm -mm. Diz did this her whole catchphrase was like I can't do it, but it's like, ah, ah, but like super high pitch, <laughs> dude, I can't believe it. this. Oh man. I wish I knew this before this show so I could have a clip or something right now. Out of control is amazing. I'm sorry that we don't normally converse about Dave Coulier <laughs> in our everyday conversations for you to know this, but uh, yeah, that's the fact about me. 
not a, not a huge Dave Coulier fan, honestly, and I didn't watch that show. So I am obviously missing out. You're gonna have to school me, maybe on a future episode. Yeah, the so, um, I was gonna say at least the Jackalope shows up on the uh, Kids Choice Awards. So okay, I do know the Jackalope. So <laughs> what we're gonna do is we're going to do something we haven't done before, which is a watch along. So we're gonna be we're gonna be showing in the background and running in the background the recording from the 1990 Nickelodeon Kids Choice Awards. So. Brian, I don't know if you want to go ahead and start the tape up or if you have some sort of ceremony to kick it off or how you want to do it, but we're just going to roll with it and talk over it. Um, and we're going to cut out a little bit every now and then so that you can hear some of the episode. Um, but we got to be really careful of some of the music <laughs> so that we don't get dinged by YouTube. Dude, I think I think some of the like you know we'll get there when they happen, but I think some of the musical performances was crazy. All right, so to start things off, Dave Coulier introduces... Candace Cameron, and what's Bud's name? His real name? David Faustino. Dave, yeah, David Faustino. And uh, see, he's a big deal. Like to me, I would like I would know him more than her. I think. And and like I was telling Preston before this, uh, I had no idea that that was Kirk Cameron's little sister. So. Which is hard to believe. So currently, they're giving uh, their award for favorite movie actress. Um, which is uh, nominee Kirstie Alley and Look Who's Talking. I love Look Who's Talking when I was a kid. I and then they have Kim Basinger for Batman. All right, so far. And what's great about most of these clips is that they don't show the acting ability whatsoever. Like <laughs> this one right here is like Joker and Batman. All she does is scream and go, ooh. And to, that's it. And then she swoops away. Like, to be fair, she she is used sparingly in this movie anyways. And then Leah Thompson for Back to the Future Part 2. So they only do three nominees in this category. And I'll say we started the tape a little late because I think whoever recorded this only had, uh, like, missed the first five minutes. So yeah. who do you think it is? The kid's choice for favorite actress in a movie is <gasps> Leah Thompson. Leah Thompson. Leah Thompson. She takes now, it. I would say yes. Like being an adult and like judging those those three leading actresses in their movies, I would say she was probably the best. Um, but uh, I don't even feel like she had a whole huge part in Back to the Future Part 2. Did she? I guess, Didn't I she? guess you're right. I guess you're right. Part, she was, part she 2, was they leave online. her on the doorstep. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but then old her shows up for dinner when... Uh, oh, that's right. But yeah, it, it is not much... Oh, no, that was the better. that was Michael J. Fox's girlfriend. I'm dumb. That was oh, the girlfriend right. that they left on the porch. My bad. Um, so, uh, these next presenters, I don't even... One of them from head of the class. I don't know. But Brian, tell me, tell me about this VHS tape. So, right. how did this come into your possession? So, that is unclear... Um, it, so at, at some point, um, I, I want to say, gosh, you probably got this tape years ago, looking back on I it. I did. Yeah. At yeah. some point, uh, me and Preston, Preston was over at my house and we were talking about something and I said, oh yeah, well, you know, I've got, I've got all these VHS tapes. You can just go through and pick out the ones you want. And this was one of the ones he picked out. Brian, because, I need to interrupt you for just a uh, second because we're currently watching 
Chevy Chase be nominated for favorite actor, movie actor. <laughs> and the only clip they use of him is just him getting hit in the face repeatedly yes. by Ford in National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. So yeah. that, that was my favorite aspect of this movie is watching Chevy Chase uh, get hit in the face. Over your your and over. classic uh, rake stepping scene. Yeah, yeah. So go ahead, continue. All right. So, um, so anyway, so you, you got it back then. And I cannot believe it has taken this long for it to be digitized. But, um, you know, the uh, as far as me getting it, I don't know when I got this tape. I I don't think it was mine, to be fair. Uh, I, I think it might have been one of my friends, and I texted them and sent them a picture of it and said, hey, is this your tape? And he didn't say, yeah, that's my handwriting or anything. He just, he said, maybe, I don't know. And so I don't know where I got this tape from. Hey, let's listen to Michael J. Fox offer his acceptance. I'm glad that you like Back to the Future 2, and uh, I'm pretty confident that you're going to like Back to the Future 3. And uh, not much else to say. Just, you know, be good to yourself, be good to the people around you, be good to the planet. And thanks very much. <laughs> Via satellite. Short but sweet for favorite movie actor, Michael J. Fox, Back to the Future Part 2. I, I think he's a shoo-in, but uh, something... Back to the Future Part 2. These... So, all right, I have a couple of things to say about award shows like this. All right, so uh-huh. this is for best picture, right? Bet, or I guess yeah. favorite picture. Um, favorite movie, yeah. Favorite movie, Back to the Future. I hate award shows like this where the winners already know that they've won. I like the drama of them watching the clips and being like, oh, is it going to be me? Is it going to be them? All right. Uh-huh. Second option so this here. Is, yeah, this oh, is 1990. Ahead. So we already had Back to the Future Part 2. Right. Now we have Batman. And then, again, they only give three nominees, so we're going to see the third one (laughs) inexplicably is Look Who's Talking. I love Look Who's Talking when I was a kid. I know, I think it was last week, we talked about HBO, and I watched Look Who's Talking, all those movies on, on HBO all the time when I was a kid. But I'm also a huge Bruce Willis fan, so, and John Travolta. John Travolta, I used to love him. So, oh, look who's talking, just one. And what's crazy about this is it's not satellite. They don't have an acceptance for satellite. They're in person, Kirstie Alley, John Travolta, and the producer of Look Who's Talking. Now, when you look back at the movies they nominated, Batman, Back to the Future Part Two, and Look Who's Talking, like, it's believable that it could win between, you know, a, a Kid's Choice Awards. But, like, Batman was a force. It's, oh, yeah. To me, it's hard to believe that it really won. I think what happened is they had they knew they could get these cast members and they could do a promo for Look Who's Talking 2, which they do because they bring up the producer in just a minute. Yeah. I, well, I think that they – it was maybe uh, rigged. Kirstie Alley says – and, you know, they, she introduces herself and John Travolta and then says, and this is the producer who made this all possible. <laughs> so – but let, listen to this. John Travolta is so charming. I grew up with, so I'm glad you get a chance to see him too. Thanks, thanks for making "Look Who's Talking" a big hit because I know, as well as you guys know, that you guys are the guys that are making it hit because you go to see it more than once, and that's really what does it. So, and uh, 
I hope you look out for my next movie. It's called Chains of Gold, and I think it'd be uh, an educational film for all of you, and it's entertaining, too. And Jonathan Crane, who produced Lucas Talking, has prepared us to do a sequel to Lucas Talking, Lucas Talking 2, and he's going to tell you all about it. So, so I think it's, it's you know, I, I think I texted you this the other day or whatever when... Uh, when I, I watched this, and I think it's so funny right here to see Kirstie Alley and John Travolta like when they're younger and they haven't like gone off the rails with like Scientology and other like crazy beliefs. And uh, and like how charming John Travolta is, you know? I, I love that man. Oh, uh, he's good. He's good. I, I, I think it was just weird how the producer like. They, you know, you have Kirstie Alley and John Travolta, like you said, very charismatic. Why do you have the producer out to talk about this? What a vanity project for that guy. Yeah, I, he, I, I can see that being like Nickelodeon reaches out to them. Hey, we want you guys to be on the show. And he's like, we'll be on the show, but only under one condition. I get to go out there with John Travolta and Kirstie Alley. <laughs> yeah. So uh, if you can't tell already, this TV show is very fast paced. We've already yes. had... Like <laughs> four award presentations. Uh-huh. MC Hammer has just taken the stage. He's doing dancing to you can't touch this. Um, you might need to turn this one down a little bit, Brian, just because it's you know, it's you can't touch this, and YouTube will tell us you definitely can't touch this with that song playing. I, I but, will man. say, did you notice when you watched this presentation of, or I guess this performance of this song, that? Uh, the way they worked the music and him singing, all they did was just play the track "You Can't Touch This" and give him a live mic. And so, like, there's parts where like his vocals aren't matching the vocals of the song, and it's not like they have like a mix for for a live performance where the vocals are low. It is literally just the here's the CD. We're putting it in, and we just want you to rap over it. That's fine, because really, all anyone's here just to see you dance. <laughs> exactly. Uh, you know, I. I would have enjoyed hearing him do anything as long as I could watch him dance those parachute pants, man. Oh, dude, I loved MC Hammer when I was a kid. Uh, in, like, I thought the cartoon was great with his dan- magic dancing talking shoes. Uh, but, like, I was all about MC Hammer and Vanilla Ice. I love them so much. I will say, though, <laughs> that um, but the I thought it was strange leading up to this how every winner of every category so far has had an ad that they talk about for an upcoming product, which which you kind of spoke about earlier. Uh, also, earlier Eddie Murphy was nominated for best uh, best lead male actor, right, or favorite lead male actor for Harlem Nights. Is that a kids movie? I don't. I don't, I don't think, think so. I don't think it is either. So that's a strange pick for this. Um, uh, I wanted to go back because I. I know I can't talk about MC Hammer for a solid three minutes, yeah. and he comes back later to perform. Yeah. Spoiler. Um, so going back to Look Who's Talking, um, that one, like I said, when you're thinking about Batman versus Look Who's Talking, you, you would think Batman would be the clear winner. But maybe, right. maybe set aside the cynical side of me that it was rigged, and maybe it really did win. Because I look back at Look Who's Talking, and it made... $297 million on a $7.5 million budget. Wow. It was a big movie. And I, I mean, I remember watching it. I remember loving it as a kid. And so maybe just the target audience really, really, really loved it. Yeah. the uh, I will say, though, like no one got a uh, Look Who's Talking uh, 
logo shaved into their head you know <laughs> like dude um, i'm so I, i'm a little <laughs> sad i sold it at the uh the antiques booth i have but do you remember i i had a a big baby bottle bank that i got from a, a video store of look who's talking uh oh promo maybe. for the vhs uh -huh. tape uh-huh it was like a gigantic novelty size bottle you know yep. like three feet tall oh man it was it was a it was pretty big but yeah, I think it's one of those that doesn't hold up very well. Yeah. Kind of like MC uh, Hammer. <laughs> I, what I was going to say is, um, look, like watching this video, it's funny because seeing MC Hammer, he looks like he would be the sidekick to Simon Phoenix. Like, <laughs> you would think in, like, L.A., He's whatever, like... Man. Yeah, like like leading up to like like uh, John Spartan crashing in on Simon Phoenix to like to to bust him in, in L.A. You would you yeah. I could see MC Hammer like standing next to him and just be like be like yeah 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 we need to do this this would be great so um, uh, that's a Demolition Man movie reference for those of you who don't know Simon <laughs> Phoenix as what, portrayed by Wesley Snipes yeah uh, I will say one thing that's annoying about this video What's is that, that there you know this may not be the best listening experience because they scream all yes. the time in this video. And I don't think it's even just natural screaming. I think they pipe in some extra screaming because they definitely pipe in some laugh track at times. Yeah. But, oh, let's listen to this. Yes, there's two pizzas with anchovies. Send them 22,300 miles straight up from... Uh, Dave, are you okay? I'm fine. Cancel that. <laughs> In fact, I think you ought to let me fly the satellite boat. Oh, oh no. no! Oh, come on, you guys. I know how to fly a spaceship. Trust me, look! Let's say, fly it. See? No, you're not well, Dave. Oh, I'm fine. Watch this. Now, Wendy and Allie will show us exactly how the Nick satellite actually works. See? That was easy. I got a big show to run. See you later. Hit oh, my no, road. Dave, don't I'll go in that room. Trail. You're not supposed to be in there. High voltage. I'm fine. I'm really fine. Yeah, right. Oh. Huh? I don't think they would have had him smoke, like, oh, no. smoke coming out of There's his coat. There's a disaster at our base at Universal. Oh, no. You're looking at the earthquake attraction. So <laughs> they, they tie in these Universal ads to these, um... To them, in between breaks, right? So these are commercials for that. Dave Couillet. So I think it's weird how there's multiple times during this show that they talk about how he's not well. <laughs> like, like, oh, he's not well, is he? <laughs> well, when he's doing gopher voices and sound effects, I mean, I, I guess there's something a little off. I'm surprised. So he this is. Oh god. This is our first commercial break. Um, and how far are we into this TV episode? 14 minutes so let's say we, we cut we lost the first five 20 minutes into this uh, episode yeah it's pretty impressive how long they waited between breaks um for tv shows back in the day so yeah. this is a la gear ad with joe yeah. montana and nick it's and um nick and knight was yeah, on right before this and uh did you watch a lot of nick and knight when you were a kid not really, because back then, the shows felt so dated because they were black and white. I yeah. don't know that it's that same way now, because kids watch shows that are 25 years old. It's right. like Friends, you know? Right, yeah. And I, but because they were black and white, it felt like such a disconnect. It made them feel older than they were. So I never really watched them um, that much. 
Um, During, although I did like the monsters. Yeah. During the summers, I watched all those shows. Like Dobie Gillis, Donna Reed, Car 54, Where Are You? Like all those shows because my dad, he was a cop and he would work details at night. And so he wouldn't get home till five or six in the morning. And, um... <laughs> oh, wait, let's watch this Pizza Hut ad. Okay. Try the old codfish trick. Hire professional help. Tuesday night, kids night! Take them! You can't miss Kids Night at Pizza Hut. You get free Nickelodeon magazines and free personal pan pizzas when your folks order their pizza. And if they still won't take you, call Ninja Duck. Pizza Hut, making it great for kids. All right, so, so that the, was um, the Road Warriors made yeah. a cameo in that one for Pizza Hut. Uh, but he, so he worked, I would stay up all night long till he got back home. Uh, he'd be like, what are you doing? I'd be like, I'm training to be a police officer, but I would watch all those shows. I, man, watching this, like those commercials for like Dobie Gillis and stuff like that, uh, really, really hit me. Yeah. I wasn't a huge fan of Lassie or, or leave it to Beaver and, or Flipper. They had a lot of those back on the early kids choice awards. Hey, that dude got slimed. Yes. Oh wait, this is them looking back at sliming. This is like yes. a slime highlights reel. Yeah. That one looks especially wet. Oh, and he's leaving <laughs> his mouth open too. Oh, dude. Well, it tastes good, like because uh, they let you taste it on the on the or at the Nickelodeon Studios thing. What does it taste like? It just it just doesn't taste bad. I don't remember it. Like that, like they. So wait, you went from it tastes good to what does it taste like? It doesn't taste bad. I don't know that that's the greatest. I don't I don't think it had like a particular flavor. Like, but th that was part of the thing is is that they really worked on making it not taste bad. All right, so who are these people, Preston? Uh, so we have uh, Kelly. Kelly. No. What's yeah. her name? These are the stars from Life Goes On. So they have yeah. the kid who played Corky and then Kelly Martin. That's her name. Uh, and we're up for nominating the favorite TV actresses, which of the time, of course, you're going to have Roseanne. Yes. And uh, I love that TV show, especially the Halloween episodes. This... um. The people, I'm surprised that uh, they they don't have someone from the Cosby Show in this, just based off of yeah. how popular the Cosby Show was. I guess. Well, 1990, they had been on the air for a few years already. Yeah. And see, they're promoting, this is uh, Jasmine Guy in A Different World, which is a Cosby Show spinoff. Right. So that might have been where the, the focus had shifted to. And, you know, Rudy was getting a little older, so they had to bring in Raven Simone. Um, oh, and favorite TV actress nominee, Alyssa Milano from Who's the Boss? She's Bad gotten really news. <laughs> that, that's my Tony Mona. Danza. Here we go. Mona. <laughs> A Angela. <laughs> that's pretty good. Yeah. Damn, she's too smart. She's too smart. <laughs> and the king's choice for favorite TV actress is... So I would also have given it to Alyssa Milano out of the choice, just because as I was a kid, I like right. to identify more with the teenagers, the kids on the show. So I would have been glad to see that she won it. Do you think she um, still so has I don't know. this award? Maybe. I mean, how many, how many major awards do you think she's won? I don't know. She's probably gotten nominated for a few, but I don't know if she's a big winner. She should have won something for my cousin Vinny. This guy doesn't know what size she was in My Cousin Vinny? Wasn't she Vinny's girlfriend? 
No. Oh, no. <laughs> that was Marissa Tomei. That's right. And she did win. She won the Oscar for that. Well, see, there you go. I'm glad she won. <laughs> okay, this is a great one here. This is Jared Rushton. Uh, Jared Rushton may not be a name that listeners recognize, but if you looked at him, you'd be like, oh, that's the kid from Big. And he's also he's, in... Uh, he's the kid's friend, his best friend. Yeah, right. He's the best friend in Big, and he's also in the movie... Um, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. He had a yes. he had a couple of huge movies, and then really didn't do a lot of other stuff. He did some episodes of TV and so forth. But what's great on here is like they bring him out to host, and his co-presenter is a dog. <laughs> it's not just any dog, Preston. It's Dreyfus, the dog from Empty Nest. You know, kids' favorite TV shows, <laughs> Empty Nest. <laughs> They must have been hurting for some uh, for some announcers here. Yeah. Do you think Jared was like, oh, man, I hope I'm presenting with Alyssa Milano or, or Candace Cameron or some other really, really cool uh, I would just actress. be happy to be on Nickelodeon. Hey. Well, I don't think Jared uh, was really down with all the fame and stuff because he actually quit um, doing the Hollywood stuff after 2000. He hasn't been in anything since 2000. And... He actually plays in some bands oh, that's cool. called – he has previously played in Withdrawal and another band called Deal by Dusk. So if you look on YouTube, you can probably find him playing some keys. But right. he hasn't been in much of anything. So this is favorite TV actor. We had Kirk Cameron for Family Ties, Johnny Depp for 21 Jump, 21 Street, Jump Street, and Fred Savage for uh, – I almost said Boy Meets World for um, Wonder, Wonder Years. Years. So, um, who would you pick in this situation? Because I know oh, who dude. I would pick. I would pick Kevin Arnold, hands down. Yes, yes, 100%. And no this is how I know that this show is fixed because <laughs> he did not win this. Who won? Kirk, oh, Cameron. Kirk Cameron. Yeah, he's uh, accepting by a satellite. It really is an honor well, admittedly, I did like that show, and he was the best part of Growing Pains. But... Um, it's it's hard to look through the lens of Kirk Cameron then as compared to Kirk Cameron now. Um, you know, Kirk Cameron starred in one of the uh, first, one of my personal favorite uh, video games that incorporated live action video and video games. And it was a game called The Horde on the 3DO. And I think it eventually came out on the PlayStation and some other stuff. Uh, but Kirk Cameron played the character that you were playing as. Uh, and it was a very good show. And I did like Kirk Cameron a lot. But yeah, I mean, you know, I think that I think that in terms of like uh, Kirk Cameron's based off some other people that are on the show, I think Kirk Cameron is uh, is still pretty good. <laughs> I did like that TV show back then. Now, yeah, I, I those, going to my those awards that they have, uh -huh. the big blimps, do you know if they yes. still use the big blimp as the award? I have no clue. But it does <gasps> seem like it's pretty cheaply made. Okay, here we go. He have, we have some presenters here. Who's the guy on the right? I have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea either. But the guy on the left is Jaleel White. And yeah, known, course, known for the voice of Sonic, the hedgehog. <laughs> yeah, number one, <laughs> primarily. Uh, but then also, of course, Urkel from Family Matters. Now, what was great about that is because 
you know, unless you watch shows like these or interviews occasionally, you know, hearing him not do Urkel, just speak naturally, was like earth shattering to you. Yeah. When you had Stefan come out and talk, you would be like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. And I will say that of the presenters on the show, I actually think Jaleel White seemed like the most, one of the most at ease and yes. just a natural delivery. So kudos yes. to him for being that. Oh, here's another one. So, favorite TV show nominee, Married with Children. Uh-huh. I know kids watched it. Yes. But this is not a show geared towards kids. My, I was not allowed to watch this show. Oh, see, I watched it. But I would say also Doogie Howser and D. I watched it when I was a kid, but that's only because my parents were watching it, and I was watching it yeah. with them. So, right. um, I, like, and the Cosby show was universal, right? Right. This is Nickelodeon's Kids Choice. Award. So, uh, Cosby Show took it home on that one. Um, and, <laughs> two you know. years in a row. Oh, wow. This was their second year winning. How happy do you think Bill Cosby was that he beat out Married with Children? <laughs> you know? <laughs> Probably very. Yeah. Yes. That's right. So, look at and, and thank them. And, uh, how bad do you think Nickelodeon hates that they gave him an award now? <laughs> uh, you know, back then, they probably don't even think about these shows, to be honest. I know. I bet as soon as this show is over, it is out of their mind and gone forever. Yep. They, they That's leave why it some it's great intern. to find it on a VHS tape, because yes. it doesn't. they don't re-air these things. Um, I will say that Raven Simone, she was a firecracker. Yes. Did All you right, ever so, watch That's So Raven? I think I saw a few episodes, but I was, you know, past my prime. Yeah. Okay, so this was interesting to me. And when I was watching this tape at first, they had MC Hammer as the first musical guest. Yes. And then they have um, Tommy Page as their second musical guest. And the first thing I did when I saw this guy was type in his name, which I misheard because I didn't even know who the guy was. So it didn't even register in my brain the name that they said when they announced him coming out. Yeah. Did you remember this guy? Do you remember Tommy Page at all? No, I assumed this was some guy from some Nickelodeon TV show. <laughs> okay, yeah, I, I didn't know who it was either. So he's a, you know, flash-in-the-pan pop singer, but his song, I'll Be Your Everything, actually reached number one on the Billboard Hot 100. Only one week, but still, number one on the Billboard Hot 100, that's pretty impressive. And that's this song right here that he's singing right now, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I'll be everything. I yeah. I think this is a weird choice for this kids award thing. I think I think the term kids is kind of loose for this award show because in it he says I'll be your lover, <laughs> and I'm just like I don't think that's appropriate for some kids show. <laughs> and so, uh, but you know he he comes out twice also. So him and MC Hammer are the only musical guests that they could afford. Uh, Let's turn show. him down a little bit because this song is not good. Yeah. Um, the uh, good. I, I I don't know why it got to be number one. It's not a great song. He doesn't sing it very well. I don't know if he was live on this or not, but no. it, it wasn't great. He is not but, live at all. Good. <laughs> some interesting facts about this song. The song is co-written by Paige and Jordan Knight and Danny Wood of New Kids on the Block. Wow. Do you think that he he was like someone that missed the like he he like auditioned and auditioned on auditioned and then they picked somebody else instead of him and they were like hey let's throw him a bone. I guess you know maybe they all knew the same manager or something, but you know it. I liked your idea of that this was probably just someone they were trying to promote because Nickelodeon 
kind of like Disney, they they have their own stars. They try to build in a stable and promote and then then get out there. Um, so, but I don't know the history on this guy. He was probably in one of these teeny bopper magazines, Tiger Beat, and a, mm -hmm. you know he's a pretty face. So, but I just hey. don't know anything about him. He has a really cool gelled like hair strand, like Clark Kent hair strand that hangs down in his in, in his, the front of his face. So, um, he did. I did see on his Wikipedia page that he appeared on an episode of Full House, being the object of both DJ and Stephanie's affections. So maybe I don't know if it oh. was before Kid's Choice that he appeared, right. or maybe they met backstage, and it one thing led to another, and she was like, "Hey, man, you want to come on the show?" and and do your stuff and it's like yeah let's do it and that's how that happened i don't know i'm either making it up right now or probably uh, or, or uh i do recall i i really feel like i recall the that whole episode uh of of him because i seem to remember him like walking in through the front door and like uh yeah i don't remember him the, the, re the reason I know he's not singing is because at some point he holds the microphone out for everybody in the audience and the song, like, it doesn't change at all. <laughs> like, what's going Because they're all <laughs> screaming. <laughs> like, you just still hear the song going. He's also well, you mentioned that MC, you already mentioned that MC Hammer is just right. singing the CD too. So I guess this guy as well. But it's, it's it's crazy to me too. He's not very animated or like he doesn't like do a good show. Like, at least MC Hammer was dancing all over the place and spinning and. Look, he's weighted down by a leather jacket that weighs at least 100 pounds. And a dozen teenage girls. <laughs> yep. So we get more screaming. Uh, and then, oh, this is interesting. When you went was um when you went was King Kong open to Universal Studios, do you remember? Yes. I love King Kong. I have to get my um stepmom had a cam a, a camcorder and we used to record every ride. Like we have like Back the Future recorded, like from like sitting there, and at some point like lean forward and show the camera and it like it, the camera you can see like all like thirty cars or whatever, like in the in the studio. It's really cool. You uh, can actually watch that ride, the Back to the Future ride. It was on one of the DVD uh, special features, um, but someone has uploaded it to YouTube. So if yeah. you're ever curious about that ride. Oh. So Teddy Graham's commercial here. Now they are uh, one of the sponsors of the Kids' Choice Awards, so they get some prime placement. Yeah. But Did that segment I wanted us to hear earlier wasn't the segment I thought it was. Oh. So coming up later in the show, they go to the crowd to get some celebrity hot takes. Yes. And um, it's really, really awkward. <laughs> so we'll be looking forward to that. Were you a fan of Teddy Grahams? Uh, I mean, they're graham crackers. They didn't seem that spectacular to me. It's kind of basic. You had chocolate, honey. What was the other flavor? Vanilla? What was the other flavor? Cinnamon. Cinnamon, that's right. Yeah. I, I like the chocolate ones. I, I'd love those. I was more of a fan of Dunkaroos, though. Right, because you get the junk food icing to stuff in your mouth. I loved anything that you could, like, dip in something like that. Like, um, the... What was the... What were the crackers with the cheese? 
uh, that uh, you had the red thing that you scooped it out on? Oh man, handy snacks. Is handy that snacks. Right? I loved handy snacks. I'm a mathematical maniac, and when I'm pounding Oh yeah, here's another sponsor of the show. This uh, bubble yum. Bubble this kid looks so familiar. Oh, that's bubble yum. Uh, this kid was in like a guest star of so many sitcoms and a guest star on, I mean, a, a star of commercials, but I don't know whatever he did. I don't know his name. I couldn't even look him up in IMDb, but yeah, but look at him. He's a professional. That's why. Oh yeah. Keeps it popping. That's a good one. So we're back to the Nick. Oh, let's listen here. All right. Well, I want Bobby Brown to win because I love his dancing and stuff, but for some reason, I think New Kids on the Block are going to win. Some reason. Well, I'm over here with Andrew Polinsky. Alexander Polinsky. Right, right. And uh, Jason Marsden from the New Monsters today. Charles in charge. And uh, what, who do you think is going to win in the music category? Well, uh, like Christy, I really like Bobby Brown. Okay, Bobby Brown seems to be a favorite. And what about you, Jason? Well, I like Millie Vanilli. Jason, Jason. They look like women. They look like women. Brown is that, is that part? It looks like Eddie. Jason. No, but no, listen, man. Well, uh, I guess those are the predictions. To see if they're right, we better get on with the show. God. From Hey Dude, oh. Kevin All right. Brown and Chris. Hey, that was so cringy. Dude. That was so yeah. cringy. That, that um, was Jason Marsden going to bat for <laughs> for Millie Vanilli. So is that um uh the new Sonic the Hedgehog? No, no, that's his brother. That's Jason. Oh, okay. Uh, John Marsden. Oh, James he's... Marsden. James Marsden. And I forget. Jason Marsden was the voice of uh, Max on Goofy Movie. That's who that yes. was. <laughs> this oh, is this a is weird category. No, well, this is, I like this because this is what makes the Kids' Choice Awards different than a, a regular award show because it's not just music. It's not just acting or movies. Uh, they have their favorite sports stars. And so favorite female athletes and plus this is great because they're promoting women and females before it was a big thing so it was an odd choice for them to have an obviously scripted moment where <laughs> where the guy disses Millie Vanilli because they looked like girls but anyway uh, it didn't age well so well, who do you think wins this one? Oh, well I know who wins so I'm gonna leave I'm, I'm gonna I'm not gonna lie to the people Preston and act like you I don't Katarina know you got Katarina Vitt Jackie Joyner Kersey I don't remember the other person. A, a tennis player. Jackie Joyner Kersey. She was everywhere. She was on the Wheaties box. Mm -hmm. She was everywhere uh, in the 88 Olympics, right? Yeah. And she's wearing Nickelodeon and Wheaties gold, or uh, orange. <laughs> she's actually in person, which is rare, because we've been seeing a lot of the big famous stars doing satellite acceptance speeches, but she, hers is short and sweet. Boy, she was in and out. In that time I stick to say that sentence, she was there, and then she was gone. That's what she's known for, being fast. <laughs> and now right, so, we're back to another category, favorite male athlete. Okay, Bo Jackson. Yes. Now, I'm already on board with, with Bo Jackson. I think Definitely. he should win, hands down. Yes. Uh, double sports star. Uh, I don't know if he yet was on the his own cartoon, Right. but... You got Magic Johnson. Who I feel was in like the, the news. cartoon was before this. This was '90, right? Yeah. Yeah. Pro stars, right? Yeah. So Magic Johnson. This is before Magic came out as HIV positive, right? Right. Uh huh. And, and then, then Jordan. Yeah, blow it out the water, Jordan. So yeah, when Jordan. I was seeing this for the first time, and they had Bo Jackson, I was like, okay, he's gonna win. 
Then they said Magic Johnson was like, Bo's still going to win. And they yep. came out with Michael Jordan. I was like, yep. okay, Michael Jordan's going to win. <laughs> I did the same thing. I was like, oh, yeah, Bo knows. <laughs> then I was like, oh, never mind. It's, it's all for yeah. So, I, so I get the I mean, Michael Jordan yeah. yeah, Michael Jordan wins. I get having, like, your favorite athlete. I think it's strange where they do the next category, which is your favorite team. That seems like a strange award to me. Do you think everybody on the team got a blimp? <laughs> I highly doubt it, but um, that would be really funny, especially you know for these sports stars that don't really get many accolades. Yes. And <laughs> they were maybe like they maybe made the main roster for like one game, and then they have no Super Bowl trophy or World Series, <laughs> but on their shelf they got a Nickelodeon's Kids Choice Awards. Like I remember that. That was a good time. You know that Kids Choice Award was the very first thing that Michael Jordan sold and went to the casino with. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you if you go on you eBay you today, you can find it. <laughs> I'm going to go on eBay and see if I can find any Nickelodeon's Kids' Choice Awards. <laughs> Let's see. Yeah, because I bet the picture inside of them is like, is that person? And so you would know who sold it. <laughs> yeah, so we didn't mention earlier that the award itself is a blimp that has like a peephole on the backside right. that I guess you have to look through to see who won the award. Well, so, but they only did that that one time. Everybody else has done something that's related to the person. They either threw a ball or a rock or opened the thing. All right, so I got to put my glasses on for this. All right, so current items that are available on eBay from Nickelodeon's Kids Choice Awards are a staff T-shirt from 2007 for ten bucks. Buy it now. That's pretty good. Um, a 1999 Burger King Kids Choice Awards Rosie O'Donnell toy. That's very specific. <laughs> Preston, real quick, I got to break in and say the San Francisco 49ers won the Kids' Choice Award for favorite team, and I can I can feel it because back in the early 90s, man, San Francisco 49ers were everything. Because John Elway, he was he was there. He had his own video game. One of my VHS tapes that I have that I've recently just went through was the entire 1989 Super Bowl where the San Francisco 49ers won, and it's hard to state how good that team was and with Joe Montana, Jerry Rice, yes. um, Roger Craig, those guys were incredible. So yeah, that's a shoe in. Um, you can also get a another Burger King Kids Choice Award. You can get a different shirt from 2019, Adult Large, $18, Nickelodeon Magazine, uh, and there's a hat, but I am not seeing any actual awards themselves. Ooh, you can get unused tickets from 2010 for 40 bucks. Well, that's because, like I said, you would know immediately who sold it, so you have to look on the dark <laughs> web, Preston. That's the only place hey, that you're going to find the actual kids' toys. No. Awards. You can buy, you can go to pawn shops and buy, like, I've, I've seen that show on, um, what is that, Pawn Stars? I've seen that show oh, yeah. where these People are selling poor rings football players stuff. have to sell yeah. World Series rings and Super Bowl rings and stuff. All right. So it's what, possible. What was this guy's name again? Uh, that was uh, Tommy Page. Tommy so he's Page. Back. He's back. Different song. Singing his heart out. Yellow coat. Uh, don't mean to be a downer here, but I actually did read that Tommy Page died in 2017 at 49 of an apparent suicide so bummer note here but this is very happier times for him i feel bad jacket. for everything i said about him earlier <laughs> as you thanks. should thanks thanks for making yeah. me to be a, a jerk there preston <laughs> you have the same notes page that i do <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, so while he's singing, so we don't get dinged by the YouTube police, I'm going to tell you a little bit about the history of the Kids' Choice Awards. So this episode is the, uh, it says the 1990, which um, is looks like the third edition of the awards. The first one was in 1988 in Universal City. They, and, earlier, earlier they said this was the fourth one. Well, which is weird to me because I'm looking on Wikipedia <clears throat> and it says it's the third one. So I have no idea what's right. But I will say that the very first presenters in 1988 were Tony Danza, Debbie Gibson, Dan Schneider, who would go on to, to uh, he was on head of the class, but he'd go on to make a lot of different Disney Channel shows, uh -huh. and Brian Robbins, who's some Nickelodeon guy. The next year, the year before this, 1989, Nicole Eggert and Will Wheaton, who will actually, spoiler alert, get to see later on. Hey, Will, um, Will Wheaton was a great person to have on stuff like this because the next generation was a big thing, right? And he uh -huh. was a kid, and he was the only kid that was like a part of that show. Yep. So the the in 1987, the viewers sent in ballots, and then before the show, the ballots could now count the winners, and the, a thank you video would be shown during the program. So I think maybe this is me speculating because I'm not. I haven't read up on this great, but I I wonder if maybe the first awards were just like issued to people and there wasn't like yeah. a show or something. I wonder if they just voted and they, you know, announced it on in between commercial breaks or something. But so as far as the produced show with hosts, this looks like the third one. You you said that uh, the first one was shot at Universal Studios too, right? Yes. Okay. So I want you know what I bet they did is I bet they like talked to people at the studios. Like, as guests came in, you know, they probably, like, gave them a questionnaire. I bet you that's how they did it. Yeah. So, uh, next year, they went down from multiple hosts to the first and only single host. Well, not first and only, but first and only for the time. Single host, Corin Nemec. Do you remember Corin Nemec? That name does not sound familiar remember? at all. So, he was the one who did um, Parker Lewis Can't Lose. Do you remember that TV show on USA? Mm -hmm. No, I don't. Really? What, what okay. kind of show is this? Well, uh, it was like a Ferris Bueller's Day Off kind of show. Okay. okay. Um, but he was also, I think he was also in The Stand. Do you remember that show? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, like the Stephen King thing? Yeah. Okay, Stephen yeah. King thing. Um, but this show has been going on since 1988's first airing. And in 2020, the host was Victoria Justice. 2019... DJ Khaled, and before that, two <laughs> years in a row of John Cena. John Cena makes perfect sense to me because, yes. you know, he does all the Make-A-Wish things. He is such a recognizable face for people. Uh, you mm -hmm. know, he was the, what was it, the Marine, right, when he in that movie? I think so. <laughs> uh, looking back at some of the other names, some all-stars here. So it's funny that they shifted from Dave Coulier, Candace Cameron, and David Faustino to people like... Jack Black, Justin Timberlake, The Rock, Will Smith, Mark Wahlberg, Nick Jonas. They got some heavy hitters here. So from humble beginnings, I will say. Well, you got to think The Rock and Dave Coulier. Dave Coulier was a force, dude, back back then in 1990. You got three men and a, a baby. Out. Oh, my God. He had he, he was a big force on Nickelodeon, you know, like. That whole Jagged Little Pill album that Alanis Morissette wrote, 
she a lot of that stuff was about when she was on uh, Can't Do That on Television. And uh, it was about her and Dave Coulier's relationship. Dave Coulier was like, he was he was all over Nickelodeon back then. And he had, like I said, dude, you have to check out Out of Control. You're going to love that show. It's actually really bad. But as a child, just put your head, head headspace into a child. So we're in our commercial segment here, and we're looking at the hamburger helper hand, which I had completely forgotten about till I watched this again. But that guy was in, like, what, a thousand hamburger helper commercials? Who, the hand? Yeah. Well, yeah, he was their mascot. I know, but is he still the mascot? I'm sure he is. I got well, 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 anymore. He's well, probably, he, he probably costs too much now. You know, yeah. he got a big head and his, his agent's asking <laughs> He got a big finger. <laughs> <laughs> it was the middle. Okay, right, last so category. Towards the end. I got to turn it up. I got to crank it up for my boy Mark. Mark Summers, man. I love this guy. Look at him wearing his sweater. He is so good. Like, even, like, after he he, he left Nickelodeon and started working on uh, uh, the Food, food Network. Network. Yeah. yeah. He is the consummate host. Like, yes. he's just so good at delivery and energy and just smooth. But, yeah, seeing him on Double Dare was was great. Do you like Hey So Dude? what was the category here? Or he's just doing the, a compilation? He's just, the, these are, like, the dirty, like... But I finally decided he's about to talk about how dirty Dave Coulier is. All the rest, and I'm pleased to give the Disgusto Award to Dave Coulier, ladies and gentlemen. Dave he's about to cut it out. Ready? Watch here it comes. Yes. Oh, Dave. Oh. <laughs> it was awesome when I watched this the first time. Uh, he did it, and Dave Coulier started going. <laughs> I knew it was coming. I was like, here it comes. <laughs> so was this from something, or is this just a? This is probably from out of reported. control. This is probably from out of control. Oh, okay. So if. You're just listening to the show. It's a clip of Dave Coulier in a chocolate factory just needlessly slathering chocolate all over his face. It looks very disgusting, which is appropriate for this category of gross-out moments. As we dive into the final awards from head of the class, Rain Fryer, and from Star Trek The Next Generation, and host of Kids' Choice 89, Will Wheaton. See, well, oh, so I guess this is, so he hosted 89 and 91, Will Wheaton? No, no, no. Okay, because he just said that Will Wheaton hosted last year. Yeah, he did. He hosted 89. But okay. He, he didn't host in 91. That was Corin Nemec, remember? I just oh, it. right. So someone on Twitter, I, I, I got a screen cap of Will Wheaton later. And um, someone compared his shirt he's wearing to the Gordon, what is it, Gordon Gartrell shirt that, um, that Theo wore in Cosby Show. Yes. That was so uh -huh. jacked up. Yeah. I love this song. I'm going to turn this section down just a little bit while we're talking about it because it's going <laughs> yeah. to be a little crazy here. So, man, every little step I take, that was like my jam on the skating rink. Oh. Actually, all and, these. Oh, man. Here we go. Girl, You Know It's True by Millie Vanilli. That was, that was a banger. I um, remember so this is, the controversy. This is obviously before the time. Yes. Yeah. Man, I just when that happened and everybody found out that they were lip syncing. Of what course, I love about these shows. All right, look. So the reason I thought we should do a show like this is because um, 
you know, yeah, you can find old movies and old commercials and stuff, but like, this is such a time capsule right. of the era because they're touching on not just movies or music, but sports, uh-huh. just random celebrities, fashion. Like, it's this is so much fun to watch. Uh, not only because you can't find it easily on like DVD or streaming or anything, but like, it's so so unique and so weird. I love it. Yeah, uh, man, I'm surprised there were less '90s jackets in this. Uh, I guess it's '90, <laughs> and so you had to have somebody to set the stage for uh, for fashion for that decade. But uh, and I, I guess that new kids on the block. <laughs> yes, I I want a '90s jacket. After watching this, I'm like, man, because like when Will Wheaton came out, you know, you're talking about his his shirt. Like all I could think was, man, that shirt's so loose. I bet that's so comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Oh, okay, oh, so we're... New Kids on the Block won for, uh, what, Male Singer? Music? I don't know. I don't remember. And now we're up to Paul Abdul with the Dancing Cat, and if that doesn't win, hey, I that's mean... DJ... <laughs> What's it? Oh, man, Scat Cat? DJ Scat Cat? Right? <laughs> that's his name? MC Scat Cat. MC Scat Cat. That's I don't remember. Name. You were about to call him DJ Khaled, weren't you? <laughs> no. <laughs> now, who was this, Debbie Gibson? I guess so. I don't remember uh, her hit song. Like, I couldn't even, you know, without listening to it, yeah. I can't even tell you what she's singing. But there's two there's two bangers on this. You got Paul Abdul and Janet Jackson. Janet Jackson. Oh, man. man. Janet Jackson was this... so good. And this song in particular was awesome. And so this yeah. category is for favorite female singer. Uh, so I think the last one was fa- favorite male singer, and somehow New Kids had on the Block won that. Yeah, it's, yeah. Oh, it's favorite female musician slash group. So right. the other one was favorite male musician slash group. So, so who would you pick in this, Preston? Uh, for yourself, I would have to go with. So even though I liked the cat animation with uh, the Paul Abdul video, as far as like just jamming out, it would probably be Janet Jackson. So but I would have been, I would have been wrong. Yeah, I would have gone with Paul Abdul because. I love this song. This was like, like, well, if they said, if they said, who's your favorite person, I would have been like, I don't care. But if they played those three songs, I would have been like, oh yeah, opposites attract every day. I love that song. I still love that song. Look at Will Wheaton making a fool of himself out there. Yeah, he loves that song too. Me and Will, we tight. <laughs> I think I saw him, maybe in a minute. I think he does the uh, the dog pound whoop whoop. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah. I recently put a video it's it's not public on my YouTube because I'm waiting for approval from the other person on that video but there's a part where there's a freestyle dance and I just I just sit there and go like this the whole time oh my gosh we all were victims of that horrible fad I'm sure (laughs) we were all guilty of doing it alright so this is favorite in general music group yeah who is this Bobby Brown yeah Male musician male. group. Oh, so I don't know what the new kids on the block on first time. Yes, was, this but... is very confusing to me. Yeah. <laughs> so, Look at Jordan Knight wearing a Batman shirt. <laughs> the um, I I'm not, I'm not um, I'm trying to stall because I don't want to give away who's going to win this uh, section. <laughs> yeah. But obviously male. Yeah, I wish I knew what the first one was because. Uh, I don't. I think it was unnecessary to give New Kids on the Block the win two times in a row. <laughs> yep. Especially the fact that they're not even there. Right. And I wonder why they just got these two. I wonder what Danny and um, 
and Joey and the other one. Um, oh, what's Knight? What's his name? Jonathan. Jordan. I wonder what they were doing. No, that uh, was Jordan. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm very bad with names, just in case. You pretended not to know him so you could keep your street cred. I know I Donnie know. Wahlberg. That's the only one oh, I wait. know. Here we go. Dave doing the... Uh, the jackalope voice, or the groundhog voice, or whatever it is. Jackalope was the jackalope. I'm afraid you gotta get slime, Dave. Well, I mean, if you're space sick, you're quarantined, and you can't go back to Earth. Well, how does sliming help? The molecules of the slime interface with your gray matter, which creates a vibration which completely realigns your personality. What is it? Your psychological revulsion will reverse the oppressive nature of your space sickness and your cure. <laughs> Don't trust him, Dave. Who cares if you have to stay in space forever? How about you, Will? Would you do it? I don't know. <laughs> will just got slimed. Like, I feel like there's a weird cut right there. Up. Yeah. I wonder if they had to wait or Maybe. like. <laughs> Maybe the lever didn't work. Yeah. The best sliming goes to you, Will Wheaton. Let's hear it for him. Oh. All right. So apparently doing the sliming is a big deal because they have a catalog of who won the, uh, who else got slimed in all future years. So um, <clears throat> next year, the slime celebrities were Corin Nemec and Bart Simpson in an animated in an animated short. Oh, that's interesting. And then the year after that, it was a trio of the home improvement kids, Jonathan Taylor Thomas, Zachary Ty Bryan and Taryn Noah Smith. But man, we've had such famous celebrities get slimed in Nickelodeon's Kids Choice Awards as In Sync, Rosie O'Donnell, Adam Sandler, <laughs> uh, Jim Carrey, let's see, Steve Carell and Tina Fey, Katy Perry, Pitbull, does it um, say what year Rosie O'Donnell got slimed? Yeah, Rosie O'Donnell got slimed in 2001. All right, so do you oh. think that's when the Jungle Book animated movie came out? I don't know. Maybe. Randy Savage, Macho Man, got slimed in 99. Oh, yeah. Um, and then most recently, in 2020, the, the, the trio of slime celebrities was Jojo Siwa, Somebody named David Dobrik and Victoria Justice. So Jojo C was like a YouTube girl. Oh, uh, okay. Um, but before that, 19, 2019, it was an all-star sliming. You got DJ Khaled, Adam Sandler, Janelle Monet, Josh yes. Peck, David Dobrik again, Will Smith, and Chris Pratt. All those celebrities got slimed. Man, that's a lot. Jan I love Janelle Monet. Yep. Oh. Well, and before you know it, we're out of our segment. We're into the show. Hammer, take us out. Hammer, don't hurt him. That was it for the 1990 Nickelodeon Kids Choice Awards. Yes. The uh, I I could say nothing else is quite as uh, exciting. I'm going to leave this up for a little bit. I was going to transition back over to our thing, but I want to show the credits for the people that were able to put this on uh, so they get credit for this masterpiece. So, 
Nice. I know it's going to go by pretty quick, but this whole uh, show went by pretty pretty quick. Like when I was watching it, it didn't seem like that fast. I mean, it was a little more quick pace, but right. trying to have a conversation over it <laughs> has proven to me that this thing moves like nobody's business. <laughs> it's like, what do you think about this award? And it's already two awards away from the one that you started talking about. Yeah. So this is a fun experiment. I don't, I don't know how effective <laughs> it'll be um, for uh, our listeners or, or viewers, but um, yeah. They definitely knew how to keep a attention deficit disorder kid, um, keep their attention going. So they knew their market. That's yes. for sure. Yeah. The, uh, I, I think, you know, looking back on that, like you said, that is a huge um, time capsule to be able to look back at that time and, and see the, the stars, like what was popular and what fashion was popular and that kind of thing. Because, you know, you think 1990, you know, you're not quite into '90s fashion, and I guess you know, based off of what everyone's dressed, like you could see those people walking around today, and you wouldn't even think anything weird about it. You know, it's not like yeah. they were all still wearing like, like other than Will Wheaton, but hey, he's like out there, like in space. So, well, what's what's funny as I'm going through these old VHS tapes is uh, is the time, the eras, you know. Obviously, when we were kids, it doesn't seem like that long ago. But yes. when you look at these videos, especially the 80s tapes, you're like, oh, my gosh, that was so long ago because they just mm -hmm. everything looks so dated. I mean, it's not black and white or anything, but, you know, just from the, the fashion and the way that things were presented on television, it like it feels very, very old. Right. This even just switching into the early 90s makes it not feel quite as old. And I, I mean – Yes, I know there's a progression of time, so that makes sense regardless. But 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 saying the fashions, yes, they're like they're very different than what is fashionable now, but it doesn't feel quite as quite as old. The nineties felt like like the eighties were just by themselves, but nineteen ninety to like nineteen ninety three felt very specific to a, a, like a, a tight culture that was very like just closed and then the rest of the 90s seemed like all one big thing why do you think that is i think it was just a transition period i mean yeah yeah and everything was trying to be big and extreme and in your face and we saw that on the on the video with the colors and the clothes and the yeah. music yeah i think about when i think about 1991 in particular i think of like everything had attitude and that kind of thing like that carried on through the 90s but like you know, you think of like even mid like it is I, I see what you're saying with like the early nineties and and going up to the mid nineties, like how different that time period was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um I mean it's when Taco Bell shifted from their brown and orange to the to the blue and purple. Like they're extreme. It's intense, man. Yeah. That's good stuff. Yeah, and, and well, like you, th you think of people like Sonic the Hedgehog again. I can't just stop talking about that blue little furry guy. <laughs> it's everywhere. <laughs> So, you don't since this wasn't a tape that you actually owned. What were your biggest impressions when you first watched this for, for the first time? Just what this past week? So, um, at first I was like, "Wow, this is longer than I thought it would be," but it's weird because it was only like so. It, it's 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 less than an hour because you have like um, you know we're missing like five minutes out of it or whatever. But it's like you said, like it just flies by. You know, if you think about something 
you know, having kids, I like one of the things that they talk about with like uh, kids programming is how fast paced a lot of stuff is like. And so like for like young developing minds, they want uh, not as many cuts and that kind of thing, you know, like so like if you watch PBS, right, versus whatever on YouTube, right? Kids programming. The the stuff on PBS is much slower paced and like there's not as many cuts and that kind of thing. Dude, this, this award show is just, man, just nonstop. Bop, 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 bop. And so like when I watched it the first time, I, like I looked at it and was like, oh, this isn't that long. And then, and then like it was barely, like before I even realized it, I felt like it was over, which most award shows, I mean, granted most award shows are longer than an hour, but Oh gosh, most no, most award shows feel like they take forever, yes. especially uh-huh. now with as long as the commercials they are. But like the Oscars and the Grammys, they seem like they take like three or four hours, and yep. I'm sure they do. Um, whereas, you know, th- this is the total other end of the extreme. <laughs> I'd yes. like a nice middle ground somewhere <laughs> where there's a little quicker pace with the awards, mm. some excitement. But um, let's get to the point already. Right. I think I think either uh, if you extend this out to an hour and a half, or if you lose a couple of the categories, because like that, why why is it a new kid's got to win twice? You know. Yep. I think what's interesting about this is looking at it in hindsight. Yeah. So when we were kids, I don't specifically remember watching this particular award show, but I remember watching Nickelodeon at the time and the music of the time and the shows of the time, and so you know what was big and important to me. And the celebrities that are big and important at that time, how the history tracked them differently. Like Paula Abdul, right. like who knew that she'd still be around doing American Idol um, and still in the, the public spotlight? Who knew that Bill Cosby would be in jail? <laughs> I mean, who knew that these people that were you know, so famous to me, like I would never hear them again to where I don't even know their names anymore. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there, there were a lot of people that we saw that I'm like, who is that person? I don't even know who they are. Yes. The kid from Charles in Charge? What? Who's that guy? I don't know. Well, even that singing guy. Like, I still don't even remember his name. <laughs> but, oh, wait, I got it. Tommy Page. So, but, like, uh, you know, like, who would have thought, like, surely, I bet back then they thought he was going to be the next big thing. And then, like, you know, nowadays. Yeah. I wonder how many people, hey, if you knew who Tommy Page was, I want you to email us because I bet we won't get any emails at all about it. I don't know, man. I bet there's some person that had Tommy Page plastered from Tiger Beat Magazine all over their bedroom. <laughs> it just wasn't you. Yeah, I guess so. Mine was JTT all day. <laughs> I, I pegged you for a Zachary Ty Bryan kind of guy. No way. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Have you seen those eyes? And that voice only once a Baby blues. Uh, <laughs> well, on that note, I think we'll close out the show for this week. Um, that was a fun experiment. Uh, if you liked it, let us know. Shoot us an email at waybackattackshow at gmail.com um, or hit us up on the tweets or the Facebooks. Uh, you can find us just looking at waybackattack or wayback underscore attack on Twitter. I'm Preston. You can find me at Squared Stiff on Twitter. Brian, where can they find you? You can find me at B.E. Grantham. And, uh, you know, I just want to point out, Preston, I'm going to shoot over to you again real quick because I want you to show off these fancy new stickers that we got. Oh, yeah, here we go. Make sure you go on to your uh, – either go on to YouTube and leave a comment, like, and subscribe. And then on your so or on your podcast app, leave some uh, some comments and rate us and, and let us know because 
Uh, I'm telling you right now, you want some of these stickers while well, we got them in stock. That's They're right, going fast, folks. They're going fast. And we we heard that you know people are going crazy over these things, so you want to act now. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. Hey, uh, thanks for coming along on this ride with us. This was a fun time, and um, if you you know want to see something like this, let us know. We like doing this, and we love hearing from you. Uh, so I think I think we'll be back next week with maybe an in-between show, something different. Um, if you have an idea for a show, let us know. But um, we love coming to you, and we appreciate you listening. Yeah, we've uh, we've been making a list of show ideas that we have and uh, mixing in show ideas that, that uh, you guys have been giving us also. So uh, that way we have uh, plenty of content coming up, uh, and we want to make sure that – Hey, if you got something that you're excited about, maybe uh, maybe you uh, will throw it out there and, and let us um, let us be able to talk about it and then uh, bring you in. So uh, thank you so much for listening to us, and uh, I hope you guys have a great day. See ya. Thanks.